Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, Mr. News. Hit it! Next on the Ledger Report, the truth about requiring a vaccination in order to go to school or go to work or possibly participate in a government program. They're counting on your ignorance. Stand by. The doors of the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in, so sit back and relax as we unfold this edition of The Ledger Report. There was a time, a time before cable, when the local anchorman reigned supreme. And in San Diego, one anchorman was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. You'll need more than a killer SAT score to get on a UC campus this coming year. You'll likely need a COVID-19 vaccine card. The University of California and the California State University System want students, faculty, and staff vaccinated before returning to campus in the fall. UCSF epidemiologist Dr. George Rutherford says it's the right call. We do this for measles. Uh, We do this for other diseases where we want proof of immunization. I think it's perfectly reasonable. The UC and CSU are not the first to float this idea. Rutgers in New Jersey and campuses in North Carolina are asking the same. But it would be the nation's largest campus mandate, covering more than a million students and employees. If there is hope for a legal challenge, it's this. The vaccines, Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson, currently have only emergency use authorization and not full FDA approval. This needs to move away from emergency use authorization to actual full licensure. And and then these things become easier to mandate. UC Hastings professor Dorit Rice told KPIX 5 earlier this month that vaccine mandates don't run afoul of the law. Generally, vaccine mandates are legal. They're workplace condition to increase health and safety. They're just as legal as requiring hand washing. We asked some Cal students what they think of the mandate. I don't really know what to make of UCs requiring vaccination cards. I got vaccinated. I think people should get vaccinated, but I don't think you should necessarily be required to be vaccinated to attend class. Stop tape. Stop the tape. You hit the nail on the head, kid. What are you, 18, 19 years old? You nailed it. You shouldn't be required to have an experimental medical device. These are not vaccines. They are medical devices. And in the end, you know what? I'm going to make a prediction now. A couple, three years down the road, these are not going to get FDA approval. They're never going to get full FDA approval, and they're never going to be licensed because the VARES reporting system, the VARES reporting system, is showing Many, many side effects, including death. And I encourage you to go on the, the, the VARS system. It's V-A-E-R-S. It's a voluntary reporting system that's run by the federal government, National Institutes of Health, I believe. 
under the CDC that keeps track of any adverse reactions to vaccines. And we know historically only about 1%, as maximum of 10%, actually report these doctors. Voluntary. Should be required, of course. Kind of makes sense, doesn't it? The FDA, the government, approves and then sometimes requires vaccines to to be in America. For example, uh, rubella or uh, any of these other vaccines that are required for your child to enter the premises of a school. Shouldn't it be required for the doctors to report adverse effects from various vaccines, polo or polio or, or, or what have you? Kind of makes sense, doesn't it? but this is voluntary. And we know that the number is, at this moment in time, somewhere around 5,000 dead from the vaccine, plural, for the Wuhan coronavirus, according to this VARS self-reporting system. But if that's only 1%, you do the math. I'm not going to even attempt that. I went to a state university in the 1980s and I survived, but I don't do math on the fly, okay? 1%, 5,000 dead so, so far. And, of course, many other adverse effects. We, we know about this in the Johnson & Johnson ad nauseum. But the bottom line is this kid is correct, and this doctor, so-called, Ph.D. You know, when people come on my program, I differentiate. If you're a doctor, you're a medical doctor, I call you a doctor. If you have just, I'm sorry, but just a Ph.D., then you are Joe Blow, Ph.D. I'm not trying to minimize someone who goes out and spends a lot of time and money in school and gets a Ph.D. Whoop-de-doo, congratulations. But you're not a doctor. And I'm sorry. Jill Biden, you're not a doctor. You are a PhD. And this nutcase, and he's a nutcase, that they interviewed in this package, we call it a, a reporter's package. It's kind of inside baseball in, in terms of broadcasting. It's a reporter's report, reporter's package, we call it. So this nutcase doctor uh, out of San Francisco, not doctor, PhD out of San Francisco, this Rutherford guy, says that, yeah, we need to just move forward. Forget about the emergency youth authorization. Forget about the EUA. Forget about it. Just force this thing through the system. Don't worry about the clinical trials. The clinical trials that are still going on right now. By the way, it's 200 million Americans who are the clinical trial. That's the reality here, folks. If you've gotten one of the vaccines for the Wuhan coronavirus, you are part of the largest clinical trial, voluntary or involuntary. Could be looked at either way, right? You volunteered to get the shot, but it's involuntary in a way because you don't know. You don't know all the ramifications. You haven't read the FDA slide back in October of 2020 listing more than 110 side effects, do you? You haven't read that. You haven't been given full disclosure. Oh, sure, you've signed your life away and there's a whole bunch of fine print. But they're not telling the entire truth. And this reporter's package kind of swerves into the truth, but just kind of glosses it over. If there's hope for any kind of legal challenge, well, it's because it's emergency use authorization. But don't worry about it. We'll just kind of skip over that. We'll gloss over that. And here, the big story is, if you're going to one of the UC schools, 
or one of the state universities, and there's employees combined is, is a half a million between the kids and the employees in this huge system in California. If you want to be on those campuses, they are telling you now, floating the idea. You want to call it floating the idea? No. They are telling everybody who wants to set foot on those campuses that you have to have a vaccine. Well, how do you prove it? This is where the vaccine passports come in. See, so they're, they're not saying you need a vaccine passport, but in effect, de facto, they are requiring a vaccine passport. And this is what we're going to talk about. Very, very important information about vaccine passports, how unlawful and unconstitutional they are, and really how they are a repetition of a very dark part of our history, world history, and that we need to push back. Everyone needs to push back. Whether you've had the vaccine or not, we all need to be on the same page, the same constitutional page on this one. But when it comes to requiring that you had the vaccine in order to be employed somewhere or go to school somewhere, not only is it 100% unconstitutional, which is what's most important to me, but it's unlawful. And I'll get into that in just a moment. But I want to remind you this program is brought to you by MyPillow, Mike Lindell and MyPillow, who are being mercilessly attacked. Every time I open up my cell phone, look at the news, there's another negative story that Mike Lindell some sort of wacko. I'm really getting tired of it. So we have to support Mike Lindell on frankspeech.com, which is pretty much up and running now from what I understand. I'm, I'm one of the influencers, so-called, uh, on Frank's speech. So please support Mike Lindell at Frank's speech, but also mypillow.com. You go there and you get up to 66% off. If you use my last name, L-E-D-G-E-R, in the promo code box, you get up to 66% off. It's a great way to get some new merchandise for your, your bed, sheets, pillows, what have you. Um, maybe that little, what do they call that thing? That, that sh- uh, uh, skirt. It's a, a bed skirt or a mattress skirt. I think you can get one of those there. Or a duvet. Men, do you even know what a duvet is? Why do I know what a duvet is? But I know what a duvet is. You can get those there too, as well as some great pillows, obviously. So go to MyPillow.com, put Ledger in the promo code box, and you get up to 66% off. Uh, Also, you can go to GrahamLedger.com. There's a link there to MyPillow. And you can also answer the question, the burning question, did you receive one of the COVID vaccines? And I'm not trying to scare you if you have. And I'm not trying to embarrass you if you had. I'm not trying to shame you if you've had. It's your choice. You know, like the liberals like to say, Your body, your choice. But you also need to know the truth. The truth about the potential side effects. The truth that this is an experimental vaccine, not approved by the FDA. And the truth about requiring any kind of proof, anytime, anywhere. What happened to HIPAA? What happened to these intense laws that bar anybody? You go into the grocery store, you're not wearing a mask, and you say... Uh, I, I, I don't have to wear a mask. And they'll say, why? They're not allowed to ask why if you have a medical answer. I have a constitutional answer. When they ask me, why aren't you wearing a mask? I, I don't even know where to begin to try and answer that question, especially in a state like California, where the ignorant masses reign supreme. So, the 
Wuhan coronavirus vaccines are not licensed by the FDA. That is, if you take anything from this podcast, this is a very important podcast, a very important report, Ledger Report. If you take anything from this report, the Ledger Report, this podcast, it is that these Wuhan coronavirus vaccines are not licensed by the FDA. Why is that so important? The answer is, if a vaccine, so-called in this case, is not licensed by the FDA, employers, government, schools, what have you, are not allowed to mandate that you have the vaccine in order to participate at work or at school or enter the premises, etc., etc. I want to repeat this. A vaccine, in this case so-called, that is not licensed by the FDA is not allowed to be mandated by employers or schools in order to participate in whatever you're doing on their premises. Remote learning and, and remote uh, commuting to work, I, I don't know. I, why, why would they require uh, that? But obviously we want kids in classroom. Um, and we want most people at work. I think people are more productive at work. They're just less productive at home. I'm sorry. And I know a lot of moms out there say, oh, I get a lot done. I'm sorry. You're just not as productive at home versus at work. I know this because I've tried to do it. It's difficult. There's too many distractions. There's a doorbell. There's, hey, I want to make lunch. There's laundry. Soap operas. (laughs) All right. So remember. It is the licensing uh, that is important. Now, this reporter's pack is kind of swerved into this lawsuit. If there aren't umpteen million lawsuits on this, uh, then we don't have a very good system. And I don't like having to seek relief in the third branch of government because I don't trust the third branch of government. Because you can have all these Obama judges and now Biden judges that are completely hook, line, and sinker drinking the Kool-Aid, wanting to protect they're fearless leaders, and they could say, yeah, uh, you know, I interpret it this way. This is, this is for the betterment of society. Uh, the heck with the law. The law says you cannot require an unlicensed vaccine. Oh, the heck with the law, according to this Obama judge or Biden judge or Clinton judge. Nah, we're going to require it. So it, it, it worries me. And in the end, you know, it goes to the John Roberts court, the monkey court. You never know what's going to happen out of the John Roberts court. But the bottom line is, if people are true to the law, if people are true to the Constitution, this thing doesn't fly. It doesn't even get off the ground. And remember, the FDA is still in clinical trials with these all of the vaccines for the Wuhan coronavirus. And they're going to be at least two more years in the making. And again, if you've had the vaccine, one of them, You are part of this clinical trial. Do you even know that? That's kind of scary. Now, I I don't fault Donald Trump and his effort, his yeoman's effort to expedite this process and get the vaccines on the market. This is, again, people's choice. The president, Donald Trump, did the right thing to expedite these vaccines on the market. The problem is... The process, the Dr. Fauci, CDC, NIH process has muddled it up and mucked it up by not disclosing to the American people and then the media 
covering it up as well, which is a crucial element to all this, about the potential side effects and the fact that this is experimental. They don't advertise that. It's experimental. But just line up, shut up, and get the shot. They're counting on the ignorance of a majority of Americans to met out to as many as possible these vaccines to the Wuhan coronavirus. And then these institutions, companies included, are counting on the ignorance of the American public not knowing that they do not have to prove to anyone that they had a shot to ostensibly vaccinate against the Wuhan coronavirus. Remember, there is much that the FDA does not know about these vaccines. These vaccines that have these spike proteins in them that go in and attach themselves to the cells ostensibly to stop you from receiving the virus that makes you sick from the Wuhan coronavirus. These spike proteins that also attach themselves to perfectly good cells that that may end up giving you Kawasaki disease or an autoimmune disease or sterilization or blood clots or death. Those are just among the few of the side effects that the FDA knows about right now. And the media, if they dug just a little bit, they would tell you right now are part of the equation of these vaccines for the Wuhan coronavirus. In California, they're going nuts because the governor out there who is facing a recall election uh, was out there touting on social media, oh, here, we're leading the league, we're leading the world in vaccination. All of a sudden, California hit a wall. Something like 70% of San Francisco is vaccinated, but you go to Los Angeles, San Francisco is only 750,000 people. Then you go to Los Angeles County, 10 million people, and it's a little over 50% and dropping. In other words, the rate of vaccination. So they're out there in the media. The media's out there saying, hey, get vaccinated. Just get vaccinated. It's the right thing to do. The governor says it. So you need to do it. Pay no attention to Graham Ledger over there with all of his facts. Don't listen to him. Just get vaccinated so you can go to school. So you can go to... You see Santa Barbara and smoke a bunch of weed. This is what the media do uh, in California right now. The vaccine is voluntary. It is not mandatory. And it is not mandatory as a condition for you to work or go to school. That is the bottom line. These are vaccine passports that we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. And there is an effort underway in certain circles in government in California and other states to require vaccine passports. And this is something as American citizens, but as citizens of the world that we should reject resoundingly. And there are groups out there who are joining me in this chorus to say no to vaccine passports. Roll tape. I'm a child survivor of the Holocaust. One of the discriminatory actions against Jews was special passports to identify, discriminate, and persecute us. I shudder to think that places like Orange County, California, are considering special digital vaccine passports. If enacted, those passports will create a two-tier society and deny citizens equal access. Those who disregard history's lesson are doomed to repeat it. Joining me now is citizen rights attorney 
Lee done this and Lee, this uh, PSA that you produced or commercial that you produced regarding uh, vaccine passports and this woman who survived the Nazi Holocaust and warning Americans, don't repeat history. This is crucial because it's important for Americans to understand that employers and businesses and government entities, nobody can mandate. And what happened to HIPAA, by the way? But nobody can mandate that you show proof that you've had a vaccine from the Wuhan coronavirus. This not only is against the law, but it's also against who we are as American citizens, constitutional Americans, but really as citizens of this planet. Absolutely right. Uh, you know, it's immoral. Uh, it's unconstitutional, and it's really something that's best left to the pages of history books. We have tried a number of times in the past, and it never goes down well, to segregate society, to say you are going to have to flash your papers before you're allowed to gain entry. Um, and when you look at how those systems worked, one for one, what they created was a two-tiered system where we had haves and have-nots, where we denied entry, we denied services to certain segments of society, and it resulted in discrimination and segregation and worse. In my humble opinion, these digital vaccination records, which all of the blue state governors are busy incentivizing the marketplace to adopt, whether or not it's constitutional, they seem to have forgotten about the Constitution. What these things are doing is to really creating a, a two-class system. And it's, it's like Nazi Germany meets Rosa Parks meets George Orwell. I mean, at what point do we really want, regardless of whether we're a Democrat or a Republican, old or young, rich or poor, do we want to be leaving a little digital trail of breadcrumbs behind us that says we were at you know Chipotle at 12 o'clock and then at the post office at one o'clock? It is, as the ACLU and World Health Organization have both noted in recent weeks, a privacy rights nightmare it is creating a surveillance state, the likes of which I don't even think George Orwell could have conceived of. And it's really, really, really leaving behind the 40% of elderly people and the 20% of poor and the 15% of minorities who don't own smartphones. And regardless of whether they got the vaccine, aren't going to be able to go to the grocery store and eat because they can't flash their little QR code. And, um, you know, these are <laughs> these are things that are not your standard vaccine. They are still deemed experimental and for good cause. And under the current state of the federal law in in our good country, you cannot mandate them, nor nor can you say, well, OK, if you're not going to get a vaccine like Chapman University did in, in my neck of the woods, then we're going to require you to get a PCR test every time you turn around. Guess what else is also an experimental protocol under the emergency use application? That darn PCR test as well as well mask wearing for viral containment purposes. So these are all protocols that technically speaking cannot be mandated. And yet every time we turn around, we've got churches and schools and colleges and universities and employers trying to do something that is flagrantly in violation of federal law. I say to folks who have had the vaccine, but maybe now regret it or happen to believe in the United States constitution, burn it, get rid of it, get rid of the evidence. And so when people come up to you and you say, have you had the vaccine? You can answer if you want. You don't have to. We do have these HIPAA laws in place last I checked. But the bottom yeah. line is this would show solidarity with people who have chosen not to get one of the experimental vaccines for the Wuhan coronavirus. But in terms of the legal sense and people who are stuck in a situation, let's say you're a, a 18 year old, 19 year old who just enrolled at uh, a state university in California, let's say uh, San Diego State University, 
or maybe uh, UC Santa Barbara, and you don't want to get one of these experimental vaccines, what, and you know the law, and the law is what we're talking about here, that they cannot require it by law, where would you tell these people and or their parents to get some sort of relief and help in pushing back? Um, there's a number of groups that have been active in pushing back. I am working with two different groups right now, Children's Health Defense uh, California chapter, along with Simone Gold's group and uh, many of the doctors there, America's Frontline Doctors has uh, uh, constituted up a little legal eagle dream team. Both groups right now are busy pushing back against these passport systems, specifically in the school setting. Uh, I know I can, Dell Big Tree's legal team uh, is also doing the same. You can reach out to any or all of these organizations or to me if you forget what I've said, um, and I can hook you up with them. But all of these organizations, to my knowledge right now, are busy either getting ready to sue on behalf of entities that are violating federal law that says you cannot mandate uh, these vaccines and you cannot be requiring people to show proof of something that can't be mandated because it's still experimental. And if you do, we're going to sue you. In the meantime, though, the first sort of layer that we're, we're taking on is we're sending a cease and desist letter. And I am happy to say that almost every entity at this point, if not every entity that has received one of these letters, very specifically in 15 pages of, of legalese describing the, the letter of the law has backed, well, golly, you know, federal to mandate this and withhold our graduate degrees from our MBA students uh, if they refuse to get the vaccine. And by the way, under the Nuremberg Code, you have a right to not be medically experimented on. And that is also something that has gotten completely lost in the shuffle. And since when did we become a society that, that as you were just mentioning, Graham is okay with this. If I said, as a, as a private store owner, I'm gonna ask if you have AIDS before you can enter my store, or, or better yet, since AIDS isn't something that's transmissible, I'm gonna ask if you have TB, because you know if you cough on me, you might give me TB. The law does not say that we can discriminate against people based on health status like that. And uh, we, we really need to go back to basics here and start remembering our constitution and our, our civil liberties and just basic kindness and, and, and morality. This is a 99.9% .9 survivable disease. This isn't Ebola. And since when did we want to throw our society down the tubes over something that, that has a 0.01 or 2% risk of death that, that is on par with the flu? Well, this is why I say, you know, the, the federal government with a wink and a nod said, hey, we're not going to pursue vaccine passports, but they sent the message out. The fact that they wouldn't fight a state or a local entity from requiring a vaccine passport, if you will, or uh, a private entity from requiring a vaccine passport. And anybody, any entity, any business, any government entity, any school that requires proof that you've had one of the so-called vaccines for the Wuhan coronavirus that is necessarily mandating a vaccine passport goes against everything we are as American citizens and frankly citizens of the world who understand world history and that deep dark hole that society has gone down multiple times um, yeah. in this manner before. And if people want more information Lee, about what you do, your organization, maybe wanna help out or maybe need help, in a situation like this where they're facing termination at work unless they can prove somehow they've had the vaccines for the Wuhan coronavirus. If they want more information from you and your organizations, where should people go? Uh, it's a good question. Uh, you can go to Lee Dundas, that's L-E-I-G-H-D-U-N-D-A-S.com. 
Uh, on that splash page, there's a, a link to citizens-rights.org. That's my nonprofit. There's resources there. You can also reach out to me by email. I can put you in touch with any of these organizations that can help you uh, get some breathing room from a an employer or any other offending entity that might be forgetting, forgetting their way when it comes to the federal law on point here. My email is lee, L-E-I-G-H dot E-S-Q at gmail.com. And I want to, I want to include one more thing. OSHA this week did us proud, Graham. They came out and they said, if you're an employer and you're going to try to mandate this vaccine, you need to recognize that when you have a workplace incident as a result of it, because there's a side effect that your employee now gets, you're on the hook for that. That's a reportable workplace incident. You got all sorts of stuff that's going to come down on you from that. So uh, at a time when most- Federal laws um, at work, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, apparently that you know, all of our agencies haven't sold us down the river yet. OSHA's doing the right thing. And, uh, and I just want to, you know, end on a positive note here. They're getting it right, at least so far. They're probably CYA in there. Well, God bless you uh, and keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you, Graham. So bottom line is the FDA will not license these vaccines for the Wuhan coronavirus if they've licensed them at all until 2023. And by then we'll know. Unfortunately, I I think we're going to know the hard way. I hope I'm wrong. I pray to God I'm wrong. My daughter, I begged her not to get the vaccine and she got the vaccine. I hope I'm wrong. And I, and I hope the FDA slide from 2020, October 2020, is wrong about all of these side effects, including death from the Wuhan coronavirus. And I understand why so many people above the age of 50 got the shot. I understand that. But remember, it's a medical device. It's not a vaccine. This has never been done before. This is experimental. And the FDA will not license these vaccines until at the earliest 2023. So we have some time here to study this thing. And hopefully these doctors will be reporting in the VARS VARS system the truth. We need to know. We need to know what's happening when they inject this medical device in the arms of American citizens. But if anything, please remember this, that these vaccines are not licensed by the FDA. Therefore, They are not allowed to be mandated in any way, shape, or form by any entity in this country. By law. By law. It's in the law in terms of the Emergency Youth Use Authorization, the EUA, Emergency Use Authorization. They cannot be mandated because they are not licensed officially by the FDA. Remember this. So remember that if you want to go to work and your employer says you got to have the vaccine or you want to go to school and your school says you got to have the vaccine or you want to enter a government building or a military installation and they require proof that you've had the vaccine for the Wuhan coronavirus, it is not lawful. It's not constitutional, but it is not lawful lawful for anyone to require you to show proof that you've had one of the vaccines for the Wuhan coronavirus. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right.
Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.